0: Hi everybody, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you're watching or listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition.
1: I'm Alana Rennie of University of Arizona Beach Volleyball and you're watching or listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Kate Privet of TCU Beach Volleyball and you're watching or listening to College
2: Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition.
3: You tapped or clicked in to College Volleyball Weekly on Viral Volley Media. Now here's your host. All right. Good day. I believe this would be episode two of College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. And wow, it was an incredible first weekend or first two full weekends so far with me, Alana Rennie of Arizona, Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford, and Kate Privet of TCU. Um, Exciting weekend. I'm going to like throw it out to you guys, but what results stuck out in your eyes in this last, we'll say, since last Monday? Doom, Tuesday, Wednesday, last Wednesday. <laughs> and we'll start with you, Charlie.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, going straight off the bat, I think looking at the Pac-12 South tournaments as well as the Tampa tournament were the ones that I had my eyes on the most. Uh, there was a lot of action that happened in general, but I think my two matches to pick of the ones that were the standouts of the weekend where the TCU Kate win <laughs> over FSU 4-1. I thought that that was an awesome result for TCU. I don't know if anybody was really expecting it to go 4-1, and so I think that that was pretty awesome for TCU. I think that they are a well-earned number 1 ranking this week. Um and I think the other match that I think the nation might have had their eyes on was the USC versus UCLA matchup with which USC which USC ended up taking three, two coming down to the threes, coming down to the third set. I think the final score was 17, 15 um, with the edge ahead with USC taking that duel. Um, But specifically in that match, I think something that stood out to me the most, and I think um, it's maybe one of the most inspirational volleyball performances I've ever watched was Devin Newberry playing at the twos. She's returned, um, had returned from a shoulder surgery last summer She was playing, she tweaked her shoulder a little bit and played out the entirety of her match, left-handed, blocking one-handed, ended up pulling out a win to secure a win for UCLA. But I actually, I think I had tears in my eyes, goosebumps on my arm. That is one of the most inspirational games of beach volleyball that I have ever watched is Devin Newberry's performance.
3: Oh, Good call. It's a great uh, social covering the match at Merle Norman stadium in that UC USC UCLA duel. But I want to jump over to Kate. We're going to jump to our semi East coast wrap, and then we'll go back to Atlanta.
2: I mean, I think Charlie hit a lot of the, the main points I had. I also was following mostly the PAC 12 South and the Tampa tournament. Um, Obviously, she mentioned the big games, TCU, FSU, and then USC, UCLA. Those were those were two big games, but then there was also um, a lot of other big games at these tournaments. I I saw that um, USC Stanford was super close, three two. I think USC Cal was three two. They're just they're pulling out these three twos, which I mean, hey, good for them. But that that's hard to do to keep pulling out the two So it's cool to see that a lot of teams are challenging them and. Um, it was also cool to see Grand Canyon this weekend at the Tampa tournament. Um, I feel uh, we got to see a look of them on the East coast and they look really strong. So it was, it was good to see them
1: too.
3: Yeah. All right, Atlanta, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I completely agree with both of you guys. I think those were the two main tournaments that everyone was focusing on. I think going back on the three twos, it's, it's interesting to see the different scores. I think there were a lot of three twos this weekend, but it was also interesting to see which teams had a sweep and which teams only lost one of their, uh, like one of their pairs and stuff and won 4-1. So I think not only just the wins and losses themselves, but also the overall score actually is really, really interesting. And it's it's really nice with social media being able to, to keep up and follow all the scores and updates and everything, you know. I know my team is pretty interested in what happens throughout the country so we'll always like send a text in the group chat when someone sees the results and then everyone kind of talks about it a little bit so it's it's really interesting and it's only week two so i think it'll be a, a great season to follow along with
3: so what i hear you saying is i should just get rid of charlie and kate and we'll just have the entire arizona team on since they're already chatting about our results <laughs> 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 well I was obviously watching the Pac-12 South, but I was trying to watch your match, Atlanta, over on court three, and Charlie's is right in front of me on the, the number ones, but I had to focus on everything else. I kind of, like, all the results were thrown in my head while trying to watch the SC side of the Pac-12 South and what was happening down south in by my home, which is the uh, best in the West, which hosted three big West teams, Hawaii, Cal Poly, and Long Beach State. And what's interesting is... Hawaii kind of got, we'll just say, handed a couple losses by Stanford in Hawaii the previous weekend. So I wanted to see how they're going to respond this last weekend. And they turned it on. They crushed everyone. So um, Brooke Van Sickle, you know, former, you know, we were talking about her in week one. And actually Todd Rogers has a ton to say like, great about Brooke. She's just an exciting player to watch. You got uh, Jamie Santer, um. Is it the uh, big west player of the week? Uh, is it Cassidy
0: Cowell? Is that correct? Chandler Cowell.
3: Chandler, yes. And then um they had just had really great performances. So I was interested to see how uh Hawaii would come off that weekend, and Hawaii being that they were had to play Stanford twice, UCLA, and uh we'll just say they had a tough go, but you know, they came back well. Um the other one that that would really come my eye was obviously the USC UCLA matchup here. I am working a men's indoor match prepping for it. I've got this screen on the side of my other monitor watching a live match and seeing the results, but that was pretty exciting. And, um, it was pretty powerful. The, uh, the way that came about because you saw the scores dropping, you know, oh, one, oh, one, 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 two, two, or two, uh, two, one, two, two. And then came down to that threes court i felt like that was an old juniors matchup between tesla van winkle perry brennan and then the uh the norris twins so i mean they've all seen each other so many times they're training against each other during covid which i thought was hilarious but um for the most part that was an exciting ending to that so um i do have to say one thing i i should have done this in the, the get-go congratulations to hector gutierrez and his new little daughter lila Cause I know he wasn't even at your duels this weekend. So the key is for TC winning, get rid of Hector.
2: Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't at this weekend or the weekend before, um, but we have a home weekend, so he'll be back. But yeah, he was texting us on the side, watching, trying to watch us, but I, I think he was sad to miss it, but obviously so happy to have his little, his second little baby girl. So <laughs>
3: Is adding more to the uh, Gutierrez household. So congratulations Mm -hmm. to him. Um, Now I'm curious as you guys see the athletes going on, even the Arizona chat board apparently, but what kind of buzz is going around based on these two weeks of results that we're seeing? And let's start with you, uh, Elena.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a little bit of movement in the uh, rankings and, and numbers and where everyone's standing, but I think it's going to be a very interesting season where anything can happen. You know, I think um, USC did lose a lot of players last year. So I think this year everyone was like, oh yeah, UCLA's got them. And like, they just proved them wrong. And USC did have a lot of three twos this, this weekend, but they did pull out those wins with the three twos. So I think there'll be a lot of movement, um, probably a little bit more throughout the the season, but I don't think there will be like super big jumps. So I think everyone will just slowly, go up and down uh, depending on the weekend but I think it'll be super competitive this year
3: yeah how about you Kate thoughts on uh, what we're what the chatter is and the player buzz we'll, we'll call it
2: yeah I I agree with um Elena it's I think a big thing was the USC UCLA match I mean obviously people keep up with those two schools but we expected USC to we I think UCLA was the heavy favorite and just because of the depth they have and returning all those people and USC has is starting a lot of new new players. So it was cool to see them pull it out. I'm also excited to see a lot of other teams, like we talked about are challenging USC. It's been there's been a lot of three twos coming down to the third set. So I'm excited to see how long they can they can keep um pulling off these three twos or if they they start beating teams by more I don't know we'll see but yeah that's that's probably the most noteworthy thing from the past
0: couple of weeks for me
3: all right how about you Charlie you're kind of in the thick of it so
0: <laughs> yeah a little bit in the thick of it as being one of those three two losses um <laughs> I think the thing that I am really excited about the most is that I think for the first time that we're seeing it in NCAA beach volleyball I think the title is really up for grabs like Obviously, we're seeing some dominance on the East Coast with TCU. You guys are kicking some booties out there, Kate. But I also think that with these West Coast schools, with so many three twos happening, with a heavy favorite not being able to pull out that win, I think that we're starting to see that the playing field is starting to level a little bit, which makes me really excited because I think that we're not going into... I mean, obviously, we're two weeks into season, but I don't see it being a season where we go into the postseason expecting one person to shine on top above everybody else. I think that the title is really, really up for grabs this year for the first time maybe ever in the history of NCAA Beach Volleyball. So I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited to match up against USC again because hopefully we can turn that 3-2 in our favor instead of having all five of our courts go to three. Um, But you know, it should be good.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm looking at um the results from the Pac-12 South, and yeah, you know, how does that loss for UCLA affect them going forward? Is that going to be a considered a good loss to put the flame to the rear? Because they were the early season, uh, preseason favorite for, I mean, almost every coach I spoke to in the preview episode, and every player I talked to, oh, it's UCLA, but here we have a 3-2 upset so early on. I mean, can we honestly call them upsets? Because how tight the talent is in in the top twenty. And let's start with you, Kate.
1: I think we I think
2: we can call it an upset. Um, the talent is the talent was tight, but I I do think most people were expecting UCLA to go ahead and take it. And I I think UCLA could can spin it wherever they want. I'm sure they're going to look at this as a learning experience and. They might like to, they might not like to be on top. Now they have room to grow um, and it's early in the season. So if, if they're going to lose, now's the time to do it. So I, this could light a fire under, the, under them, who knows? But um, I definitely, I would definitely still call it an upset.
3: Yeah. Step over to you, Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would definitely call this an upset too. I think anytime a lower ranked team beats a higher ranked team it would be considered an upset no matter how close the competition is um i think it just makes it more exciting and and that's just what sports should be uh but yeah i also think that it'll it'll light a fire under them and they'll be they'll be coming back for some revenge in the next
0: couple meetings
3: yep and how about you charlie
0: i would have to agree with my companions over here i would say that it definitely classifies as an upset but I would also say that it like, again, it adds fuel to UCLA's fire. I think that that could be one that classifies as a good loss. It's like one of those things where I believe the tables were turned last year. And I believe that UCLA beat USC around this time at the PAC 12 South tournament, or maybe at an LA tournament where there was a matchup. And I remember that it ended up lighting a fire and I don't think you USC dropped another match or dropped another duel for the rest of the season. So Could we see that out of UCLA? Possibly. Do I want to see that out of UCLA? Not particularly as an opponent of them, but at the same time, I mean, I think that it's something to think about that this, the tables have turned, they've been flipped on the other side before where a heavy favorite has lost early on in the season and been able to take it later on. So if UCLA is looking at it as a way for them to fuel their fire, this loss is way better now than it is at the end of season. That's what we keep saying is, Hey, I'd rather lose to a top ranked team at the beginning of season than I would at the end. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. Well, it made for a lot of interesting uh, matchups all last week and even watching your guys at, you know, between the other schools in the PAC 12, you know, Atlanta uh, and Charlie Stanford team, there's <laughs> some great battles uh, Washington came out. And as Owen has been calling since uh, the preseason show, that's a team to watch and they're rising up through the ranks. Um, so uh Kate's gotta ask you, what's the buzz in the TCU locker? Now you guys are number one.
1: Um, we
2: were excited because we I mean, after um beating FSU, we thought we'd be number two, but we didn't expect you UCLA to lose. So then once UCLA lost, we were like, who knows? They could they could put USC as number one because they beat number one. So we we weren't sure where it was gonna go. We're super excited, but obviously rankings don't like. They don't actually mean that much. You it depends on how you play. So we're we're gonna have to. This will just motivate us to work harder and hold that spot.
3: Yeah. All right. Here's the big question. I think Charlie's gonna have the hardest time answering this one, but also a Pac-12 uh, opponent. But Cal is really elevating their game. You know, seeing them at the Pac-12 and even on Monday for the makeup uh, duels against Long Beach State and Pepperdine. Um, they're really strong. The number the twos pairs of Ainsley Radell and Ashley Delgado. I mean, they're they're they keep doing it. You know, they had a was it a tight loss to LMU in week one, but I mean since then they've just like pummeling people now. So um wanted to get your guys' out to guess played against them, what what the buzz is on these athletes. Let's uh, start with you, Charlie, since you're probably gonna have the hardest time with it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I've played I've played against Cal probably more times than Alana and Kate combined, maybe, because of the fact that we've seen them so many times. Um, so, I honestly, I'm super happy for Cal. I obviously, again, they're an opponent. I never want to see an opponent do great things, but something that I've t- that I think Stanford Beach Volleyball and Cal Beach Volleyball that we've all taken in pride is that the last several years we've always been very neck and neck with one another, but we've always been very neck and neck, middle of the pack. And I think you're starting to see that Cal and Stanford as Northern California teams are starting to really, really make a run for it and give these Southern California teams a run for their money. And we're pretty proud of it. I mean, if I could pick a team from the pack 12, that's middle of the pack. I would pick Cal as one that I would want to see do well, because I mean, I know these girls very well um, and they're doing really good things. I just hope that we end up on the edge above them, <laughs> but at the same time they're doing awesome things.
3: All right, let's get the uh, sand cat take on it. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah. Cal is, they're very strong right now. They're very consistent. And I think um, I was moved up to twos for the match against Cal and, and they didn't make a single mistake against us. That's what they're doing really well right now. I think throughout all five pairs consistently, they are not making mistakes. They're keeping the ball in play. They are, doing things well. It might look a little unorthodox. I think sometimes it's a little crazy and a little hectic in terms of scrappiness and stuff, but they always are able to turn it around. And, and it's, it's a little frustrating to play against because you just, you want to get that point and they just won't let it happen. So they definitely make you work for every single point and they're, they're doing really good um, all throughout all of their pairs. Yeah.
3: Right. You can, I don't know if you've come across Cal uh, in your career as a seminal former seminal. Or uh yeah. I've, to yeah,
2: I've actually never never played Cal um in my career, but we're playing them this year, which I'm super excited to play Cal because I've been following them from for years. But two of my um teammates from FSU are actually they they go to Cal now. They're um both playing in the lineup, like Seema McEwen and Liz Waters Liga. And I think they're really they've really helped contribute to Cal's success. So I'm super excited for them and I'm happy to see the team doing so well. And I'm really excited to play them when they come out here and it'll be, it'll be really great to see how they do.
3: Well, one of the teams that we've kind of brushed over is uh grand Canyon. Um, they have, I mean, they look really good. They've got some really good wins under their belts from the fall season, but um, they've only dropped two duels, one to USC and the other to Florida state. But um What can we expect to see response wise from Grand Canyon in these upcoming weeks? Because we all know they've got the tools one through five now. So uh, let's start with uh, someone who lives close to the Grand Canyon University. And that'd be Alana Rennie from Arizona.
1: Yeah, I think uh, GCU is a very, very hungry team. I think, you know, over the years, they've just tried to kind of prove themselves as a legitimate team. And now that they have done that, they just need to keep fighting And I think, you know, they don't lose a lot. And when they do, I think they are able to come back um, a lot stronger and really like prove to everybody that they are able to compete and that's what they want. And, you know, they are, they're a pretty deep team this year. So I think they've, they've got a lot to show for and really competitive and they're a fun team to watch as well.
3: Yeah. How about you, Kate, the other uh, purple team?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, they were in Tampa this past week when we were there. We didn't, we didn't play them, but it was really fun to watch them. They, um, Allie Hansen, I think she got injured the, on Friday. Mm-hmm. So when they were playing Saturday, she actually wasn't in the lineup. So they had to move a couple of pairs around, but they, they still um, were winning their games and they still looked really good from one to five. They're a really scrappy team. And I, Feel like they almost play a little bit unconventionally, like just you know they're gonna be scrappy and you know they're not gonna give up. So I think that's what they're known for, and I'm, I think they're only gonna continue to get better this season.
3: Yeah, good call. I I was wondering what happened. Because I was looking at the box and I saw Allie's name drop out of the number ones. And um, although they did win, they had to move. Uh, Atlantis played with uh, Sarah Dixon at the mm-hmm. one versus Stetson and edged it out three two. And then for Florida State, they bumped Atlantis t- and Sarah to the number two spot, uh, bringing Samaya Morin and Abby Hughes to the number one. So I was like, kind of weird that that shuffle happened. But Sarah Dixon was in the lineup. And like at the Pac-12 South, we saw one of the teams lost two girls to injury, and they had insert one random girl in the number one spot. So, you know, we're, they're trying to figure out the ruling. The officials were like, well, are they allowed to do that? She hasn't entered anywhere. So, yeah, why not? So, but I um, wanted to get you guys take uh, Charlie on the GCU.
0: Yeah, I mean, GCU, I feel like I described them with like three words and I'd say like they're spunky, they're gritty and they're loud. Like Kate was just saying that they're, they play pretty unorthodox. I'd say that their loudness and their like scrappiness is so unique to their program. Um, I feel like playing against GCU, you really don't forget playing against GCU because they make sure that you don't forget it. So I'm always impressed by the level of play that they bring um I think them losing Allie I'm not sure the timeline on her comeback but I think that she's a vital part to their lineup and as long as they've got her back and they've got their lineup the way that they want it to look I mean I think that they're a super formidable opponent so um I really hope the best for any opponent that crosses GCU's path but I know that they're out for blood this season and that they're ready they're ready to take some teams down so I'm very excited to keep on staying with and following them.
3: Well, as always, I want to give you guys a chance to give an update on your your teams, being that you're taking your time to uh, talk about collegiate beach volleyball, but let's give us, give some updates on where your squads are at. Let's start with uh, you, Alana.
1: Yeah, um, we're currently five and two, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good start. We're excited about it, but you know, those couple losses do light a little fire in us. So we're excited to get back out there. Uh, headed back to California this weekend to play Pepperdine in San Francisco, I believe. So i um, excited to go out there and and show show what we're made of. And there might be a couple of changes here and there with some things. We're trying to still figure it out it's still early in the season. But um, yeah, excited. Had a great week of practice this week. So excited to get back in it.
3: Are you at Pep or are you at USF?
1: We're at Pep good
3: you'll still be yeah. cold this weekend so be ready. yeah i know
1: it'll be all <laughs> rainy and, and gross still <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right how about you kate update on your team and what's coming up for you this weekend
2: um our team we're doing we're doing good great so far and um, we've had two undefeated weekends which has been a really great start to the season the team is jelling really well and we're having a lot of fun this weekend we're home um we have Texas, AM Kingsville, Southern Miss and LSU coming and we're actually playing LSU on Friday and on and on Saturday so it'll be really good for us to see LSU because we haven't seen them at all this year and um, they're in our conference so it'll be a good challenge for us and it'll be exciting to play them they're always a good team and yeah we're just working hard and hoping to keep on winning.
3: <laughs> oh so you're hosting them this weekend I see. Mm-hmm. Ooh, any, yeah. any uh undercover streams or Instagram lines?
2: I think, uh, in past years, I know TCU has streamed on the Instagrams. Um, and I think that we're doing that this year, but I need to double check.
3: Yeah, you can, I, I won't get it out there anywhere, except for on this podcast and Instagram.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- there's like Instagram accounts for it. And I'm pretty sure we'll stream again. Yeah. But I'll, I'll check on.
3: Yep. And uh, CCSA pair of the week. Danny and Tanya. Oh yeah, or, yeah
2: I forgot about that. Danny really and know. Tanya, they they really did great this weekend. I don't. They didn't drop a set. I don't. They haven't dropped a set yet. So um they're really they're really doing well.
3: And then uh, before I let Charlie go, the Pac-12 pair of the week is obviously Megatron and the 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 Direct Message or Megan Craft and Delaney Maple. So I'm gonna call it the Direct Message and Megatron. So. Um, But give us an update on the Stanford Cardinal, Charlie.
0: Yes, I think that we are coming into this next week a little bit hungry for a little bit more. We did great this last weekend. We almost edged ahead with a victory against USC. Delaney and Meg edged ahead of Kate and I, 15-13 in the third set to decide the match. Um, Little bit of a knife in the heart, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> I love Delaney and Meg to pieces. They are an w- amazing team and it was an amazing match. So got no hard feelings there. Maybe a little bit of hard feelings because of the fact that it was such a close match, but um, they are such an incredible team to play against and to play and to know as human beings. So absolutely fantastic job by them in USC this last weekend. But with that being said, we faced them again this weekend in the battle for LA tournament that will be going on at a bunch of different sites I think we will be at Loyola Marymount and then USC the second day so we've got a couple different venues that we'll be visiting this weekend we face Florida Atlantic Loyola Marymount USC and Cal Poly I'm super excited for all of it FAU is the team that knocked us out of NCAAs last year so that's going to be a fun match just to start (laughs) and then the rest is going to be great building
3: Well, you actually had some uh, reinsertions to the lineup. You got Zelani Hodel back, I believe, this this weekend, which is great for you guys. And I'm sure that uh, Coach Fuller is shifting things around to get her worker back into or where she needs to be. That'll be most beneficial for your lineup. But uh, she looked really good.
0: Yes. No, we're so happy to have Zoe back. We were bummed that she was sick that first weekend. But honestly, it's just been great having her back in the lineup and having her back in around. Um, We love her to pieces. We love having her on the court to pieces. Um, And it's been great. I mean, I think that there's still definitely a lot of lineup shifting to happen as always happens with a season. But now that we're starting to see, uh, get better looks and see our lineup start to form. I think it's been very nice having Zoe back and still getting to work with everybody that we've got.
3: Yep. Well, a couple other pairs of the week, and I've been just going off of social because going to the sites, I just realized the conferences aren't the greatest at that. So um, Sunbelt Conference Players of the Week, Destiny White and Alyssa Vurenin, I believe it is. Um, I My goodness, I don't even have a school on there. But those are the names for that one. And then, of course, you've got the ABCA Pair of the Week, who happens to be the Pac-12 Pair of the Week is Megan Delaney. Um, And then for the Big West – sydney mills miller and chandler cassidy and couldn't find the other ones Just trying to find the wcc um not to be had so um with that you know this upcoming week you had many uh, already mentioned val for la and i'm actually gonna be the third site it's i let me see and pull my schedule up here uh ucla cal poly and grand canyon on saturday then ucla long beach and fau so I'll be watching that, but I want to know what you guys are watching because that's what matters most. And we'll start with you, Kate.
2: I'll probably. I think that's the main one I will be watching um, because that's there's a lot of good West Coast teams over there. I know on the East Coast, um, Florida Florida State's off this weekend, so and then LSU's coming to TCU. I'm there's. Probably a couple other Florida tournaments, but the main one
0: I'll be watching is that battle, battle for LA.
3: Yep. All right. Let's go to you, Charlie. What do you got?
0: With so many different teams coming to this battle for LA, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna have my eyes on this tournament, especially being a part of it. I'm really excited to play in it. I'm really excited to see who takes what games. But then I'm also really, really looking forward to this LSU versus TCU doubleheader dual matchup this weekend. I think that we haven't really seen much of LSU the last couple of weeks because of the fact that LSU's um, been hosting and they've been putting up the wins that that they should be, but we haven't seen them get really, really challenged the way that TCU versus LSU is definitely going to be. So I'm going to have my eyes on that doubleheader for sure.
3: All right. How about you, Elena?
0: Charlie, oh, you took the words right out of my mouth.
1: I'm <laughs> very excited to watch that duel. Um, yeah, we have not seen a lot of LSU this year, and I do think they are a, a pretty different team than what we've seen in the past. So I'm excited to see how how they're able to challenge TCU a little bit, and I think it'll be good for them to get a challenge themselves. But yeah, the battle for LA will also be really entertaining, really interesting. Could um, come up with some some other interesting scores like the uh from South did this weekend and it'll be uh, it'll be really exciting and lots of competition.
3: Yeah and if I had to mention that there were duals today, as we uh, probably just concluded just about one or two hours ago the uh, oh gosh there's a really cool name for it but it's uh, being hosted by Georgia uh, State and had Florida State, Mercer, of course the host and I am missing one school off the top of my head here. um not Carolina? Pretty- it is Georgia State, Florida State, Mercer, and Coastal Carolina. And Coastal Carolina actually, you know, set school history first time there in the top 20 last week, but they had a tough go uh because they had other good teams in the, in that particular duel or that tournament. So uh but FSU unscathed in that entire one. And you know, our our, our favorite pair at Georgia State, Angel and Bella Ferrari took a couple losses today to Florida State. I'm gonna guess that is Paige Kalkoff and Maddie Anderson just uh, didn't appreciate the one loss they got this last weekend. So I'd hate to be in their path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um with that, um who is who are who would be your top players of the week that you got the buzz from? They, you know we've got the conference players of the week, but who are the top teams in your guys' eyes? Um let's start with uh let's see, I see that the gears churning in your heads there. So I'm gonna start with Charlie because she's ready to just throw it out there.
0: I think that I'm going to have to go back to my girls, Kelly Bellardi and Ashley Vincent, my all-freshman duo at Stanford. They are still to this day undefeated at 12-0 and now. We've played 12 matches. They've dropped two total sets. They've played between our fours and threes, and they dropped two sets on Saturday being to USC and UW, but ended up taking the match, so they still remain undefeated. Um, on their entire careers I guess now which is kind of (laughs) cool can't say I ever got to say that my freshman year but um, they're doing amazing so they would be my Pac-12 pair of the week or my national pair of the week because of the fact that I'm so proud of them but I honestly I just want to say going back to what I started with my like player national player period of the week was Devin Newberry I think that again her performance was so inspirational and again like I aspired to play with that much heart the way that Devin did in that match against USC. Yeah.
3: All right. How about you, Kate? Who's your uh, pair of the week?
2: My pair of the, okay. I, I was thinking my player of, I'm going to say my player of the week would probably, and maybe of the year like this far would probably be Maggie Boyd because she's also a freshman playing ones and twos at UCLA. And I don't think she's even dropped a set, which is pretty crazy to, a like you're freshman in the lineup, but you're also playing ones and twos and you're dominating teams. And UCLA has been playing hard teams um, and what we were able we were watching the game with her and Devin um, at the airport because it was on the Pac-12. And Devin was awesome. But Maggie also started optioning almost every ball and was siding out with her options, which that's hard to do. She stayed calm. And as a freshman, knowing your partner, um is hitting with their left hand and still being able to take over and help your upperclassman partner. I think that she has really been impressive this whole season. So she's, she's my player of player of the week.
1: All
3: right. Close that with Alana. Actually, I'm going to close that, but you get to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to uh, Cal. I think they are twos with uh, Ashley Delgado and A.Z. Redell. I think they're a very consistent pair. They don't make a lot of mistakes they're a really reliable pair for the Cal team to, to have in their lineup. And I think it's it's awesome. They're competitive. They are scrappy. They don't let things drop. They're frustrating to play against, but they're also really fun to watch. And and you can tell their their love for the sport and just how competitive they are. And I think they're a, they're a great pair.
3: Sounds good. I would pick a West Coast pair, but I don't want to be the homer. So I'm going to look to the East Coast, the Conference USA and FAU's Julie Hansa Vachova and Ashley Adams. They were undefeated over the weekend and uh, actually are undefeated up until this point. So I'm looking forward to seeing them this weekend because, um, you know, new names uh, in the FAU lineup we're used to seeing Mackenzie Brock or Mackenzie Morris and Erica Brock in that number one spot so and they're actually carrying the torch now the number ones for the owls so I'm I'm really excited to see uh, how they play against the gauntlet of Grand Canyon and UCLA and Cal Poly so um gonna be a big weekend in the Battle of LA so uh did we miss anything else this week like any more kids born or uh, you know milestone wins for any of you Like, so Kate, you're, you're at like 105 now (laughs) after this last week.
2: I don't know. I, I, I'm not, not, not counting anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you guys. That's Alana Rennie of Arizona, Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford and Kate Privet of TCU. Always rocking the mic and the video screen in here at the college volleyball weekly beach top 20, looking forward to chatting with y'all next week, but most importantly, go get it this week. Thanks for listening to college volleyball weekly. Be sure to follow Rob the at the, Rob on, the Mike on Instagram and at Rob on, the Mike on Twitter.